0: Davidson. I'd like you to join me and the ministers of music from here, Water of Life Church in Plano, Texas, as we minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. Isaiah 53, I'm going to read verse 5, that he, Jesus, was wounded for our transgressions, He was bruised for our iniquities. If you go back earlier in in Isaiah 52, it says he was marred more than any man. Marred more than any man. Any. Any man. Marred more than any man because he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. This next statement is what I'm after. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. The correction or the punishment, the chastisement of our peace, Was on Jesus. You know inside that word peace. Is welfare. Our welfare. Inside that word peace is peace. Inside that word is safety. And inside that word. Is prosperity. So our prosperity. The chastisement. The correction. The punishment. To get our our prosperity. Was on the body of Jesus. The welfare of us. What it would take for us to have welfare with Jesus, to have all our needs met, to be in safety, that was all laid on the body of Jesus. Whatever it took to bring about our welfare, our peace, our safety, our prosperity, was laid on the body of Jesus. Do you know that includes your career? That includes what you do to make some money. You say, oh, but I live by faith. Hmm. All right. Turn with me to 1 Timothy 5.8. This is the apostle Paul speaking to Timothy. He says, but if any provide not for his own, and especially for those of his own house, he has denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. I want you to take a look at that for a minute. It says, if he cannot provide for his own house, for everybody in his house, it says he's denied the faith. He has denied the faith. It's not that he can't just find a job. He has denied the faith. How can he deny the faith not finding the job? Because he's not believing in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. He is not believing or she is not believing that Jesus provided for your welfare, your prosperity on the cross. Whatever you need to do to provide for your house, God already has it taken care of in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. You know, he has a plan for your life, what you're going to do. You know, you can lay money on it now. It's not what you think it's going to be. Trust me. But he has in the gospel your plan for your life, your career, what you're going to do to make money. And if you believe, if you will believe that death, burial, and resurrection, you have to prosper. You have to. You do not just get by. You have to prosper if you believe the gospel. You have to. Why? Because right here it says if you can't provide your own, you have denied the faith. You've denied the gospel. So that proves right here the gospel will provide everything that you need for your family. Let's go to another verse. Let's go to 2 Thessalonians 3. I'm going to read verse 10. For even when we were with you, this we commanded you. Even when we were with you, this is the Apostle Paul, this we commanded you, not we suggested, we commanded you, that if any would not work, neither shall he eat. The Apostle Paul commanded this to the people in Phon Thessalonica. He said, if any would not work, neither shall he eat. Neither shall he eat, for we hear that there are some that walk among you disorderly, working not at all, but are busybodies. Now, them which are such, we command and exhort by our Lord Jesus Christ that with quietness they work and eat their own bread. Now, I know, being a woman, there has been issues that says, well, if you're a Christian woman, You better be at home and not work. Hmm. Turn with me to Acts 16. Verse 14. And a certain woman named Lydia. Okay. want to prove it here. It says woman. A certain woman named Lydia. A seller of purple. A seller of purple. Sounds like she had a job. All right. Of the city of Thyatira was worshipped. God heard us. whose heart whose heart the Lord opened. He opened the heart of a woman that had a job selling purple. He opened her heart that she attended unto the things which were spoken of of Paul. And when she was baptized and her household, so it wasn't just her. She wasn't a single woman here. And her household... She beside us saying, if you have judged me faithful to the Lord, come into my house and abide there. And she constrained us. You know, it doesn't say she was married and it doesn't say she wasn't. She had a household and she worked. Turn with me to Proverbs 31, that chapter that everybody likes to quote. I'm such a godly woman. I love this one. Yeah. Verse 24. This is the, the wonderful wife in Proverbs. She maketh fine linen and selleth it. Oh, my God. The woman was a merchandiser. And delivereth girdles unto the merchant. Oh, she sold wholesale. Do you get it? You know what? This is the virtuous wife. She had a husband. She had a husband. She worked. You know what you got to do? You got to obey God. You got to obey God. You got to find what God's will is for you, and you have to obey God. Now, I will tell you, you have to be willing. You have to be willing, if you want the things of God, to get them on his terms and not yours. Not yours. How many have we heard, oh, I'm rich by the blood and body of Jesus Jesus made me rich when he died on the cross. Okay, the Father says, I want you to go to work. Not me. Not me. Okay, I want you to do this with your children. Not me. I know, I've been there. I have been there. I want us to go to one other verse. Proverbs 8, verse 20. This is Jesus speaking, because the first verse says, Does not wisdom cry? Does not wisdom cry. Can you hear it? Verse 20, I lead in the way of righteousness. I lead in the way of righteousness in the midst of paths of judgment, paths of judgment, correction. He leads in the paths of judgment. Why? Why does God lead you in paths of judgment? Next verse. That I may cause those that love me. You got it? There's a stipulation here. That I may cause those that love me. How do you know you love God? You do His commandments. You do His commandments. That I may cause those that love me to inherit substance. To inherit substance. And I will, I will fill their treasuries. But you got to love him. You got to love him. You have to love him. You know, when I came to Texas, I had already been a teacher for two years. I put myself through college as a waitress. And then I got a job teaching. I taught for two years. God sent me down here. He sent me to learn how to follow him. God sent me to Water of Life. I was a college graduate, highly recommended in the teaching field in Ohio. I remember when they had to lay me off, one of my principals was in tears. He said, we are losing one of the best teachers we ever had, and we have to keep so-and-so. College graduate. I come to Texas. It comes to a point where I have two children And my husband needs help with the finances. I knew in my heart I had to go find a job. I knew in here to obey God I was going to go have to find a job. You know what? I said, no problem. No problem. I'll go be a waitress. I know how to be a waitress. You know, if you're a waitress, if you believe God, you can get as big a tip as you need. I witnessed somebody that worked for my husband in the restaurant business that made a $1,500 tip one night on a $10 meal. You got faith? You're a waitress. You got faith? Use it. Anyway, I figured I'll be a waitress. So I called. I, I was living in Frisco at the time. I called in West Plano. Restaurants. I know the restaurant business. Like I said, I put myself through in college. You want to call, you call them up and say, I'm looking for a job. Even if they don't need anybody, they're going to interview you in hopes that they find somebody with more experience and is better than the low guy on the totem pole, than the one they want to get rid of. They always want to have somebody to take over. There's a big turnover in the restaurant business. So I figured I'm going to call the restaurants. I called three restaurants that day. Not one of them was hiring. Not one of them would talk to me. Usually they say, well, we're not hiring right now, but come on in and fill out an application. Nothing. No, we're not hiring. Go away. I knew something was wrong. I did. I am a college graduate, highly recommended reading specialist, and they didn't want me. I asked God, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? You know what God said to me? Yes, you can hear God. You can hear God. You need a job? Go look for one. Go look for one. Expecting God to direct you where you need to go. And I said, what do you want me to do? I had already done a couple posters for my husband's restaurant. God said, I want you to do signs. I said, signs? to do signs I said I don't have the faintest clue how to do this even though I had a DBA I needed a DBA doing business as because of the posters that I'd done for restaurants so I said all right father I said all right do you hear me I said whatever you want me to do I will do it came to church that night seven o'clock somebody was sitting here in the sanctuary she came up to me Nobody knew the conversation I had with God. Nobody. She came up to me and she said, Kathy, do you know that this grocery store is looking for a sign maker? How did she know I was supposed to do signs? God told her. I didn't. God told her. And you know what else she said? I'll watch your children for free. I'll babysit your children for free. Why are you limiting God and saying he cannot provide for you a job and a place to watch your kids and whatever you need to do? Why do you limit him? He is able to do exceeding above and beyond what you think to do. Now, there was something about this, doing the this sign business for the grocery store. I wasn't going to make enough, as much money as I would have teaching by far, by far. And I wasn't going to make as much money as if I would a waitress in that amount of time. But I knew it was God. I knew to humble myself. I knew to do it. I went and I did it. Started out little. Couple hours. You know, it, it grew to where I was, like I said, I learned how to believe God in that job. I did. I learned how to trust God for the hours. So that I would make enough money. Because my job was all on how many signs the store needed. Like I said before, if I needed a lot of signs, I worked a lot of hours. If they needed few signs, I worked little hours. So I learned how to believe God for the hours. And you know, it came to the day, like I shared before here, where they totally eliminated my sign maker's job. And they made me a bad boy. A 30-year-old woman with two children was a bagger, a bagger, a little bagger. I mean, all the teenage boys that were bagging were much taller than I was. But you know why God did it? I mean, I'm a college-educated, recommended teacher. I'm bagging groceries. You know why? Yeah, <laughs> yeah he'd know. <laughs> it was to deal with my, my pride. It was to deal with my pride. What does this verse say? It says, I lead in the way of righteousness in the midst of the paths of judgment. I was being corrected. Why was I being corrected? So I could inherit substance. So I could inherit substance. You know, you got to be willing. You got to be willing to let God lead you to whatever you need to do. And you got to be willing that. God knows what's good for you and that he is able to provide for you. He promised. He is obligated to, to provide for your household. He's obligated. Do you hear me? He is obligated. You know what's nice about that? He took care of your welfare on the tree, on the cross, dying and bearing and being raised again. He's obligated. You can hold him to it. You can absolutely hold him to it. I've done it. Look, you owe me. You owe me. Do You know, when I, when I had to become a bagger, and then I became a grocery clerk, and then God dealt with me some more. He did. He gave me a job that I frankly hated. Third shift weekends. The only clerk in a huge store... And you know what I really hated about the job? I never really admitted this. It wasn't the crazies that come in at 3 a.m. in the morning. You know, I could never figure it out, but we sold a lot of pipe cleaners. You know, it wasn't the crazy people that came out of the woodwork. It wasn't the teenagers that I had to call the cops on. It wasn't the people that were trying to steal the beer. That didn't bother me. Cleaning the registers, cleaning up after everybody, being there alone, that didn't bother. You know what really bothered me? And God knew it. God knew it. I hated that I couldn't sleep. I hated that there was going to be a day I was going to be up every weekend, 24 hours. I hated it. And God knew it. You know what he was doing? He put me in that position to get rid of my flesh. To get rid of my flesh that I hated, that everybody was asleep and I wasn't. And he dealt with it. And when he was finished dealing with it, I got my job back as a sign maker. And right after that, I ended up with four stores. Do you know what? I was doing this all the signs in four grocery stores. That's a lot of signs. Hundreds and hundreds a week. I went to my manager of the first store that I went to and I said, I want to do this at home. 600 grocery stores in this nationwide company. I go to the manager. Is in my heart. I said, I want to do these signs at home. He said, Kathy, you can't do that. This whole system works on a clock. Everybody clocks in. Everybody clocks out. It's impossible. I said, I want to do these at home. You know what? He made a phone call. First phone call, they said, we can't do that. We're on a clock system. He called again. He said, you know what they said? We'll let her do it. I was the only employee out of 600 grocery stores. Each grocery store had like 150 employees. I was the only one in the whole company that worked at home on my own time. And you know what? They trusted me to give them the hours I worked. And you know what? I was honest. I was honest. To the penny, I was honest. And you know what? God says he won't give you your own until you are faithful in another man's. And I was faithful in those four grocery stores. Faithful. Counted the hours. Each store brought them their signs. They always had what they needed. Faithful in that job. Do you know what? I mean, 600 grocery stores, I'm the only one. And you want to limit God and say he can't do this for you. Do you know the word of God says there is no respecter of persons none and you know what you can hold that to him too you can hold that to him too he loves when you do I have stood up to him and said you are no respecter of persons there's no inner circle with God there's only faith and sometimes faith is standing there with your foot down saying I'm not moving till you do something for me 600 grocery stores Then one of the managers came to me and said, they have just hired me. The board in California was was their West Coast board. He said, we're building eight large warehouse grocery stores here in the Metroplex. I mean large. He knew I was doing banners for him, small banners, that kind of thing. I want you to bid for all the signs in these stores. I said, Tom, I can't do this. He said, oh, yes, you can. I said, I don't have the equipment. He said, you can buy the equipment. I said, I don't have the employees. He said, you can hire the employees. I said, I've never done anything this big. He said, so start now. Do you know it was God out of that man's mouth? Why do we limit God? So this 105-pound girl that had no equipment and no employees and one table in the garage bid for eight large grocery store signs. I'm talking hundreds of signs for each grocery store, and they were going to open two weeks apart. You know, for the first time ever, I've seen a grocery store stay on time. Figures. But you know what? God did it for me. Why? Faithful in another man's. Faithful in your own. Do you know that those eight grocery stores bought all my equipment with cash for my sign business? Do you know in the 20 years that I was in the sign business, I never had to take out one loan. Not one. Because God provided everything I needed. Because God is able to provide if you will believe. If you will believe what Jesus did on the cross for you and hold him to it. But you'll have to be willing to walk. Do you know the kingdom of God does not come without a price. It does not come without a price. Are you willing to pay it? Are you willing to pay the price for the kingdom of God? One thing I want to leave you with, he is obligated, obligated to provide for you and your household. But you have to obey God. God bless